Hi, Tash. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk with me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got a number of questions that we can explore as part of our conversation. But before that, I wondered if you could just tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about you so that they get a they get a kind of flavour and a sense of context. Sure. Uh, my name is Tash Oaksmonger and my pronouns are they, them. And I am a trans and non-binary person working in the NHS. And my role here is I work for NHS England as the National LGBT Health Officer. So my role is within the National LGBT Health Team. And we basically do anything that falls into the bracket of LGBT and health. Well, fantastic. Thank you. So... I guess my next question is going to fit perfectly, really. Um, and it's about authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about why you think authenticity is important when doing a job like yours. I think that's a big question. I think authenticity is such an important thing in so many spaces. I think being authentic at work allows me to do my job better Um on a personal level because I'm not constantly um, necessarily checking myself in the same way and because being in the closet is oftentimes a really hard and lonely place I think being out of work has allowed me to make friends who I wouldn't have had otherwise um, and build authentic friendships I think it is important to note though that you know for lots of trans people it isn't an option to be authentic at work and for me previously in other jobs, I didn't have the confidence and I didn't have the safety to be able to be sure that being out at work would be okay. And so I think there's there's another conversation there about authenticity and about whether I think while it's a great, it's really important thing to be and being authentic has really helped me at work, not being authentic wasn't because it wasn't so much a choice as something that I had to do to protect myself previously. So I think this is a space where trans and non-binary people often and LGBT people in general can often have um, a quite complicated relationship with authenticity, really, because it's so nice for me to be out now and to be authentic because it means a lot to other trans and non-binary people. And I've had many people message me and say, thank you so much for doing this job. It's amazing to see you doing this work and to see an actual trans person um, (laughs) taking part in this. And so I think in that respect, it's been wonderful. But in other respects, it does open you up to a whole barrage of other things. So, for example, online abuse and um, transphobia at work is is the reality. So I think there is a kind of a dual position. And I think that's especially felt by trans and non-binary people in a way that I didn't feel so much when I came out about my sexuality um it's it's definitely a specific concern and a fear and I'm lucky enough to be in a job now where I'm very supported by my team and the work I do I have a very large support system um but for people who don't feel able to come out I I wouldn't want that to be seen as somebody being inauthentic because I don't think it's about that I think it's being you know you you are authentically you wherever you are on the coming out journey I think your the the most important thing is your health and looking after yourself and and having those boundaries where you need them but I'm 
just incredibly lucky to be in a position where um, I can be authentic in my team. And I do think it makes a difference to my work. And I think it makes me a better worker and it makes um, me a better leader in that sense that I have the, the freedom to be able to be backed by my team when I um, make decisions. And I think that's a rare thing when it comes to, especially to trans and non-binary healthcare trans people are very rarely in the room for those discussions and I feel very privileged to be somebody who gets to to be that voice for my community. Yeah and that sounds so powerful that sense of being able to to represent some people who are deeply underrepresented pretty mm. much across the rest of healthcare. Yeah. And um, do I really respect what you said about people who aren't in a position because of a lack of psychological safety mm. to be their authentic selves. And I, I hear there was a time where you didn't feel mm. as safe as you do now. And what kind of impact did that have on your physical and mental health? What happened for you when you weren't able to be fully yourself? I think it made it really difficult because it sometimes nearer to the so when I'd come out in more spaces, work was kind of the last place that I actually came out, to be honest, because people there had known me for such a long time. I worked in the same hospital for a very long time. And it wasn't necessarily that the environment wasn't safe, but I wasn't confident. I didn't have the assurance that it would be OK if I did come out. And I think there was also an element of, you know, feeling like it if people then did get it wrong or or did turn around and say I don't understand that that would be more painful than me just hiding it yes. um, and I think that's something that a lot of people who come out can probably identify with is the idea that you know it will be so much more hassle if you do come out in some ways mm -hmm. um, and I think I just needed to get to the point where that the scales tipped for me and I was in an environment where I was you know I applied for this job specifically being out about my um trans status about my identity because I wanted it to I wanted to start this new role as fully myself and um I think for me that was the right decision at the time to to conceal who I was I suppose in a way um because it kept me safe and it kept me able to do my job and I think a lot of people make that decision um we shouldn't have to but many many people do and I think yeah. it did it did definitely impact on what I was able to do because I wasn't necessarily able to talk about my expertise as a trans person I wasn't able to um, point out the things that would have really mattered to trans people sometimes because I, I didn't feel able to speak on those subjects without yeah. speaking about my own experience um, and I think it also made it difficult for very practical things like um, things like when I had to use the toilets in that job I was asked to leave the toilet several times because people thought I was in the wrong ones, but mm -hmm. I was out. So I didn't feel able to, um, you know, I, I had to use the toilets that people there were expecting me to use. And yes. then when those, and then when other strangers and members of the public were in those toilets, they would say you're, you're in the wrong bathroom, you know? Um, and so I meant I had to walk a long way to go to a more private bathroom. I had also had an experience, um, where during COVID I was, uh, I got, um, I got COVID during the pandemic and I was extremely unwell. And I had one night where I just really felt like I, I couldn't breathe. And, and yeah. my partner was 
very worried about me and wanted to take me to hospital. But the nearest hospital was the hospital I worked at. And I didn't want to be admitted to a hospital where people knew me, but didn't know that I'd had surgeries or didn't know how my body would look. Um, and I had all these kind of worries about being treated and them finding out and then me not having been able to to tell them in the way that I would want to tell them. So I ended yes. up um, avoiding the hospital as well because I was afraid of just transphobia as well. On another level, there was this kind of double worries about people finding out. And there was also this worry about being treated badly in hospital. Mm. And I think that's a fear for a lot of trans people. And I think the fear is there because the experiences are there and negative experiences yes. are there. And um, I've had several negative experiences in healthcare due to transphobia and many many of my friends have too and we because we're a small community we talk about those experiences and so you know I expect oftentimes I expect substandard healthcare when when I access it and so that was a big fear for me so I think that's something that can come about as well from not just from transphobia, but from the inability to be authentic because of transphobia meant that people in my environment probably didn't learn as much about trans people as they could have. And yeah. that should never be trans people's jobs. But oftentimes I find that the conversations that I have do make make a difference to yeah. um, the people around me. So, yeah, I'm very lucky now to be in a role where I am out and I'm very privileged in many ways as a trans person. Um, I, and that's, you know. That's authenticity. Yeah. You know, so many things you said there, I, I was I was so fascinated with that. I was like, oh, let me ask, let me ask you more. <laughs> and then you said, and then you said that real clangor that, that made me feel so shocked, which is going to hospital was such a, overwhelming and fearful thing mm. in terms of having to be outed in terms of your body yeah that you could have died at home yeah and that's you know that is something that is now it's not something that was 20 years ago that is in the last year and yeah. and that I think I find desperately sad that mm. um that people are in the in the place where they may well want to be fully authentic but our society right now isn't doing anywhere near enough to make that possible and of course it's not someone who's non-binary or trans job to teach the rest of us mm. because we need to do our learning and we need to do yeah, the changes yeah. but without you and your kind of job then you know it's that mix, isn't it, of needing you, but also needing to do our own work around this and our own personal reflections. And, and why is it that it feels different to us? So thank you so much for sharing those kind of things. Do you know the last question that I'd like to ask you, and you've touched on it several times, is, you know, you're relatively young within the mm. system currently and, and, and your experiences are so real and so recent. In terms of younger people coming into uh, into work, uh, what would you give them as advice? What what would you say to them that you think might help them on their own journey? I think 
young trans people blow my mind every day. They are incredibly resilient and incredible, incredible people. And all my inspiration, so much of my inspiration comes from them. Um, I think knowing your rights, knowing what you deserve, and if you're in a position to be able to be out, being able to ask for those and getting support in that. So um, our community has a long long and wonderful history of advocacy and we advocate for each other all the time yeah. and I spend a lot of time um, advocating for my friends in healthcare and um, in employment other spaces and I think having good advocates is really important and having allies is really important in that kind of situation I think more than anything though the thing that I always talk to um, talk to trans and non-binary people about is is trans joy and making space for that i think the conversation so often focuses on our struggles which are enormous and um, often feel insurmountable but we i think there's this incredible capacity of joy that's different than um happiness or um other emotions which is about even in a terrible situation and even in terrible material circumstances where you face enormous amounts of oppression, you can still have the capacity for joy. You can still have those moments where you have a great meal with friends or you, for me, play football or um, read a really great book and you feel joy. And I think I try to to speak more about that because I think it's so rarely the conversation that is is being had and it's certainly not the one that the media wants to focus on and for me trans joy is such an act of resistance it's about the places in your life where you feel it is about authenticity isn't it I mean authentic joy where you feel I guess the self that you are being celebrated or um feeling wonder about things and that's where I kind of put a lot of my time now um where I talk to talk to young people is to say there can be joy because when I was 15 when I was 18 when I was 25 I didn't know that I could have so much joy that I have now and so now that's that's a lot more what my focus is on and that's not to ignore all the material circumstances that are stacked against us um but it's to it's to remember that we have we have so much as a community and so many positive things that we actually have to teach other people about forgiveness and about um you know challenging this the social norms that actually harm us and about speaking truth to things that um are damaging and actually not helping us mm-hmm. move on as a world mm-hmm. thank you and i was just left with this sense then of how joyful it must be to be yourself. Mm. And that is the archetype of authenticity, isn't it? As you said, the the kind of unrivaled joy of being in the world, being the person you always should have been. Yeah, I think, yeah, transition definitely gave me that. And without that, I, I wouldn't have been able to achieve that. And I think for a long time it felt very bad to be myself and now it feels very good. So, um, yeah, I'm extremely lucky to have accessed the healthcare that I needed and been able to come out and been able to feel safe enough to do that. And lots of lots and lots of trans and non-binary people don't have that chance. And that's why I do this job. And that's why 
I have these conversations. Yeah. Thank you for doing the job that you do. And thank you for bringing, you know, a sense of joy to this conversation. So it's not that we haven't talked about the struggles, but we've ended in a place that is, you know, the the potential for almost every trans or non-binary person, um, you know, as their journey unfolds. So thank you so much for talking with me today. You're welcome. Thank you.